welcome to the Ever After Podcast. We are here to discuss how to go from dating to happily ever after God's way. And we're your hosts, Seth and my beautiful wife, Allie. Allie, thank you for being on the show today with me. I genuinely appreciate <laughs> I it. I know, Joyce. You forced me. I know. No, okay. <laughs> so, seriously, though, what are we talking about today? I mean, they already kind of know from the title, but like, really, though, what are we talking about today? So, da, 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 a big topic I feel like in Christian circles is can couples live together? But, but can serious couples yeah, live I think together? Like, serious. We're, but we're real serious. Like though. the ones that are really serious, like maybe even engaged? Yeah. Real yeah, serious. Real like serious. they know they're going to end up together. Yeah. Because yeah. they're serious. Mm-hmm. Like they told their family they're serious. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> what we're going to start well, this off is a serious with deal then. Is what does culture say? So what what does everybody else say other than like in you know yeah what's culture good, say? Good starting point. Well, I think my grandma, you know, or anyone's grandma for that matter, would say it's not a good idea, right? And mm-hmm. you know, they would have probably have like I would say probably you know that uh, more conservative mindset, right? Yeah, that's maybe what like people would frame it up as now, like yeah. oh that's just the old way, you know. But, like, back in the day, they'd say, no, you don't do that because it's just not right. Like, grandma right. would, like, slap you on the wrist or be, like, slap yeah. you on the back of the may, head. It may have been due to, like, their, like, religious yeah. values. It but definitely impacted Or it was just values. more due to conservative. Yeah. I, I think like. it's kind of the religion and conservatism are kind of probably all tied together. Yeah. But, like, they would say, like, I feel like, you know, you can hear any of y'all's grandma saying this right now. Uh, you're not in a committed relationship because they haven't put a ring on it, right? So, uh, and then like the risk that you run and basically it comes down to like the appearance isn't great. And then the other part is like you run a lot of risk by being in a relationship with somebody that is not committed to you. So I think that's important to kind of keep in mind, you know, like, well, maybe, maybe not everybody's grandmas would say it's a bad idea. But anyways, I feel like that's kind of been the overall American culture about it, but that's kind of changing. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like um, kind of opposite of that, I'd say majority of culture today, a lot of people that, I feel like a lot of people do that. I I, I think a lot of people do live together. So they would say it's it's okay. Yeah. Now Um, they say it's okay. It's been a big shift. Yeah. You know, we are in a serious relationship and I think the most popular answer you hear is we're really testing it out we're testing the waters we're going to test our relationship yeah, you got to test drive the car before you buy it before you buy it, you know it right I mean? yeah so you got to test drive your relationship and i think a lot of people say um they also may want to live together because you know they want to see if yeah if like that person is marriage material you know or right. if that person is um you know, we kind of would it help us financially if we could mm. live together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Save the or, money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, college money. is expensive. Getting started in life is expensive. Makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Um, not really. But anyway, so I'd say... <laughs> <laughs> Allie keeps picking up her phone. Put it down. I Because I have a point oh. that I'm trying to... I thought you were judging your text messages. Judging. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Such judgment. So, uh, 
<laughs> Seriously, that's what I, I was making. Up. I was making angry faces. Oh, okay. So, anyway, but so that's what I think culture would say today. But before we go into our next point of what really the Bible says about it, this the whole testing out the relationship is a myth because you are you're not committed. It's you know you haven't made that commitment in marriage. You're not having that permanence. Um, where you vow to spend the rest of your lives with each other. So you're kind of going in when you live together and you say, well, I can leave whenever I want to. You're setting your whole foundation on the fact that it's easier and in some ways almost expected to just, you know. End it. End it, yeah. 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 So, um, and then, you know, you will... You know, it's all the whole money aspect. Okay, well, it's to save money. Well, you're still going to go in it with this is my money and this is your money. But when you're married, it's our money. So you're setting it, you're setting, I guess, your thoughts on living together is completely different as what married couples do. Right. So. And when you're, when you're going into marriage, you're saying, I'm all in. Right. You're signing right. the deed to the house over to the other person. Right, like exactly. Your cars are in their name too. Like it, you're really joining lives together. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're just living with each other, like you're kind of always keeping like one toe in the water and one toe yeah. in the sand. Like mm-hmm. you're not sure if you want to get in the water yet and you're really not sure if you want to leave the beach yet. Right. And you really aren't anywhere. Like you're just sitting on the fence and that's not comfortable. Right. And that doesn't make things easier. Like that's not a healthy point to be starting with. Right, right. So then we'll say, what does the Bible say? Mm. The Bible, the Bible doesn't say that there, like, there's not one verse that can say, oh, when, you know, first Peter, it says you cannot live with someone. Um, It doesn't say that there is no verse that's going to say you can't live with someone. But the Bible does talk a whole lot about sexual immorality and temptation. Um, So before you live with someone... Or, or when you make the decision to move in with someone and you can tell me, oh, we're not having sex. You know, we're just, we're living together. You know, we're sleeping in the same, you know, but you guys are a couple. Okay. You, you're moving in with, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your couple. And you can or tell me engaged, like yeah. you're engaged, whatever. We'll say that most likely if you're living together, probably having sex. Right. So. Fair assumption. Yeah. of the time that would be the case. And then for the other small sliver that are in doubt, that's probably where we would say you might want to reconsider your relationship on many levels. Right, right. There's some other issues going on. Yeah. So anyways, okay. So, um, and or you may not be having sex, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that is going on that's not technically sex, but everything else is, it's still looked into God's eyes as impure. So, period and simple. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And which we should do another podcast on that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so in the Songs of Solomon, I love it says it three times. It says um, it in it's two, uh, chapter 2, verse 7. It says in chapter 3, verse 5. And it says in chapter 8, verse 4. It says, Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles and by the do- do- does of the field, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. Mm. So right there it's saying, you know, do not awaken it. Do not 
like God had us to have to wait um, for a reason. Because when you do have sex with that other person, there's a whole bunch of just emotional intimacy and everything else that comes along with the physical intimacy part. Um, so, and I mean, I think I could spend a whole, uh, podcast on just that, the verse, but, and then it also goes on in Hebrews 13, um, four, it says, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexual, sexually immoral, immoral. My goodness. I cannot talk today. Bad day to do a podcast. (laughs) We'll judge the sexually immoral, immoral. <laughs> and adulterous. Um, Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So we got through that one. That was good. <laughs> oh, let's hope so. We need to do some like warm up exercises. Like read a like couple verses tongue. like out loud before. La, 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 la. Yeah, before yeah. we do yeah. Mm-hmm. Adore me pasta. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, and uh yeah, I mean that's pretty clear, right? We're to honor the marriage. And the marriage should be built on, uh, you know, the assumption that you have not defiled yourselves before marriage, right? So I think that's really interesting. Super direct. I don't know where we can really go off of that. Um, But yeah, so then there's more too, which I find really interesting. Um, So then next verse we found was uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5. it just says simply to abstain from sexual immorality. So if we read the whole thing, it just says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. And man, I mean, you know, each one of these, we could pretty much just wrap up the podcast and just say, if we just concentrated on that single verse, right, we would get tons of conviction from that. But I think this one's super interesting uh, in addition to the others because it's placing the emphasis on the fact that we have self-control and that self-control is a reflection of holiness and honor and that this is a separator. This is something that shows that we're different from people who do not know God. That's huge. So if it's saying that like abstinence is part of the thing that shows not just others, but probably God himself, that we are separate from those who don't know him, it would seem to me that this means that we should take abstinence and not living together and just not having sex before marriage extremely seriously, mm-hmm. which we don't normally. Mm-hmm. So I think this one, you know, yeah. Hope that piles on the conviction. No. <laughs> but like, <laughs> wow. just kidding. No, but I hope that's really clear, right? I yeah. feel like that's super clear. Uh, and then the next one, flee from sexual immorality. 1 Corinthians six eighteen through 20. Uh, it just starts with flee from sexual immorality. That seems clear. Every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. And, I mean, that's huge just on its own. And then it goes on to say, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Um, so again, if we go back to First Thessalonians 4 through through 5, we're seeing that the thing that separates us from the people who do not know God and the people who do know God is abstinence, is self-control, which is what abstinence is. And that is holiness and that is honorable to God. Then we're seeing in First Corinthians, 
your body is filled with the Holy Spirit. If that's the case, you're not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in the way you use your body mm-hmm. um, for good or bad. Yeah. And then the Bible calls us to live without blame and to be a light um, in Philippians 2.15. 2, says that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as a light in the world. And I mean, that's a strong follow-up because it's just, again, it's driving home the difference that knowing Christ produces a difference in the way you act Mm -hmm. in this world. And Mm -hmm. the reason that difference is important is because that's Mm -hmm. what, that's how people see God and they see God through the light that you bring to the world. So yeah. This is like this is important. This isn't just like, uh, you know, just a simple financial decision. It's a really important deal. So, yeah, yeah. And um, I really liked it when uh, I was reading an article about on this. Um, we have it in the footnotes by the Village Church, um, Matt Chandler's uh, church. Um, I was talking about when Joseph was confronted by Potiphar's wife in Genesis chapter thirty-nine, and he was commanded not merely to resist from the temptation, but to flee from it. Um, so, you know, we are continually asking God not to lead us into temptation. That's, you know, Lord's prayer. Do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, and, and then we choose to move into a home with a person that we're physically attracted to. So we're <laughs> saying, oh God, like, please don't lead us in temptation, you know, from... But then, like we're literally begging God, do yeah. not lead us into temptation. Yeah. And, and it says like in Matthew 6, um, 9 through 13, that is like the Lord's Prayer. Quite frankly, making a, making a choice, yeah, that disagrees with the very thing we would ask God himself to do for us. Right, right, exactly. Um, and then how do you... <laughs> Your emotions are killing me. Sorry. He's like being very Allie's, aggressive. No, no, no. Allie's in control I'm of the computer, just, so I'm trying to get her to scroll down. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so how do you honestly think you can live with someone and keep God's commandment to abstain? If you're physically but, attracted to that person, it should be. Yes. Yeah, it should be a challenge. But like, why are you putting, like, we're, you know, like going back to the verse of Matthew, you're ask, actually asking God, hey. Right. Like, don't put me in right, the right. midst of temptation, and then you move in. Right. So how do you honestly think, as someone who is trying to be a reflection of Christ in the world, that you think that this would be a good idea? Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to also know, um, we put it in the footnotes. It is... Wait, footnotes is coming up on the website. you oh. got to tell them about. We'll do that later. Okay. Okay, yeah. We can't have, like, ADD. Oh, one thing all right. Anyway, I know Seth does have ADD. Um, anyway, now I have ADD. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so I um, was also finding a, um, there has been some studies on cohabitation and whether there is greater risk for divorce. And there is like some studies um, that you know are. They have found that there is greater risk of divorce depending on like your age or when you do um, move in together versus, you know, um, yeah, your your age is being the fact, the main factor or whatever. But um, I found um, one study, his 
and I put it in the footnotes. Um, his name, I'm trying to find it, but I can find it, um, is Scott Stanley. So anyway, he has a couple studies um, that he published, and it, he kind of found that, one, he says serial cohabitation is associated with greater risk for divorce. So serial cohabitation means living with more than one partner before marrying. So somebody that's lived with a few people um, before they end up getting married. So they are often more likely to have poor outcomes in marriage. And that um, cohabiting is decreasingly likely to end a marriage. So more than likely you are not going, if you move in together, often based on his research, it's finding that your, your relationship is not going to end in marriage. Um, and said cohabiting, oh my gosh, cannot talk. Living together. Living together with your eventual <laughs> mate before having clear mutual plans for marriage is associated with lower marital satisfaction and higher risk for divorce. Among those who are currently living together, those with clear plans for marriage have stronger relationships. Interesting. Um. So anyway, there's a whole bunch of different uh, things he found, which is really interesting. So, I mean, even kind of research is backing it up, showing, you know, more than likely moving in together is not associated with, not associated with marriage in general, and it's not associated with greater marriage, uh, marital satisfaction as well. Yeah. So um, anyway. Yeah. And no, I don't, I, really I, I honestly do not know if he is like, a Christian, he never mentioned any of that. So I don't know if his research is just it's Honestly, from the journal. Um, some of his studies are from journal and family. Hmm. So Honestly, it would be interesting, though, if that's kind of someone outside of the Christian sphere who's researching this, because I think he'd be a lot less biased to finding an answer that agrees with maybe his worldview. So mm-hmm. um, it'd be really interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll include a link to that. I think that like the overwhelming point we keep coming back to is that you're kind of making an excuse, right? So you're saying that my financial problem would mm-hmm. be easier if this were the case, and mm-hmm. like, or um, you know, oh well, I'm really not sure about this relationship, so I really need to put it to the test, right? Mm-hmm. But it's all like every single one of these things starts with an excuse. It doesn't mm-hmm. start with a commitment, and mm-hmm. so I think that's really important because. I mean, it's easy to move in with one another, right? You pack up some boxes, you move your stuff, you save a little bit of money, right? And for the most part, it's probably going to include sex, which is fun. You're going to save mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. and probably have more sex. That sounds like, <laughs> you know, uh, that's Great awesome, thing. right? Yeah, yeah. Those are all good things, right? Yeah. But like those are things that are meant for a certain time. Right. And we can't just do things because they're easy. So I right. think um, first... I've got a few things I want to say to the men, but I really want the ladies to listen to this. I think this is important. Men, I think if you are if you are truly trying to honor Christ, right, and you are saying, hey, I want to be the leader of our family, right? So why are you not committing to the woman that you love? Why are you not bending that knee and getting engaged? Right. And marrying her and right. then committing to starting your life together. Right. And living with each other and obviously abstaining from sex until that time. Right. Also, men, you cannot say, 
I want to be a godly leader mm-hmm. when you can't lead in little things like this. Mm-hmm. So for Amen. What, Preach it, bud. <laughs> Preach it, baby. <laughs> I think that uh, it's pretty clear that uh, to what much is expected, much is given. Right? This is a it's a truism, right? right. Men who uh, have a lot expected of them and fulfill those expectations are given much. Mm -hmm. This is a very simple expectation that scripture points out. And if you can't maintain this, I mean, it's pretty clear that it's going to be really difficult for you to lead in better ways in the future. Right. So, and then I think even beyond that, just God expects much of us because as leaders of our family, that's a really important job. He thinks it's crucial. That's why he puts men in charge and not because women can't be, but he specifically sets the structure up so men are in charge, right? So this is where men are weak, and men need to make a good call here in order to be good leaders in the future and in the present. So I think that it's our responsibility as men who are future husbands and future fathers, and you know the leaders of our future families, that we make the right calls now. So I think, ladies, if you're listening to all that, and you're with a guy who's not committed to you, you're with a guy who says, I want to be a godly leader, but I want to have sex, or... I want to be the godly leader, but I want to move in because we'll save some money. Or, you know, I want to have a Christ-like family in the future, but, you know, a little sexy time before we get married. Right? Like, those things are not in agreement with what he's saying. And you're making an excuse and an exception to be with him. Mm -hmm. Expect much of him because you're going to expect a lot of him as a husband and a father someday. Dang. Woo! Gave it to him. <laughs> Sorry, there were some pro tips in there for the ladies. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, okay, well, I feel like I don't have much to say in addition to that. But <laughs> I feel like with ladies, too, I think that, you know, it's the same thing. Like, I think when you are just testing, when you're going into the whole relationship, testing it out, well, then you're already saying basically there are some red flags there. You're not you're not ready to yeah. commit and if you're not ready to commit, then there's other issues at hand that need to be addressed, you know. And um, I think I think a lot of times I've heard, oh, well, you know, the whole, finan- the whole financial aspect too, like we talked about, but as well as um, safety, mostly for, for girls. Well, mm. I'm kind of living in a rough area, so I feel more safe or even sometimes like my family, like my family feels more safe, you know, whatever it is. Um, with my boyfriend living with me, you know, so I have another guy. Well, I would say to that one, go find a different area to live in. Mm. Um, and two, get a roommate. Like that's not your boyfriend. Find somebody else. Like I, I don't really think that that is an excuse and that shouldn't be an excuse. You know, there, there should never be any excuses that overpower God's word, period. So, you know, I think that, I don't know, I I think that's kind of a, I've noticed for me with growing up, like, Mm -hmm. and some friends or whatever, yeah, kind of saying that. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I I get it. Like, I lived not in the best area in grad Mm -hmm. school, and, you know, there were a lot of things that happened um, Mm -hmm. when I was, I was there either by myself or when my roommate was there, you know, and, but, you know, I had a roommate and she was a girl Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it's fine. I think that, you know, if I live there much longer, we'd probably look at somewhere else to live. Mm -hmm. But I think that, um, I don't know, that shouldn't be an excuse. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, that's great. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully this kind of stuff has been uh, really helpful. I, you know, I hate putting this out there because someone's going to hear it and I, okay, so for, there's always a, there's always two sides to this, right? We don't know everyone's story, so I hate putting this out right, there right, right. without knowing everyone's story and everyone's right. individual thing. So right. please just take this as like out of out of true like honest love. Like yeah, we're not like trying to like condemn anyone. Like right. if you are already living with your significant other and you are already living with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, like you can this isn't like we're condemning you at all yeah. you know i think yeah this i is never just want this to come like kind of reevaluate mm-hmm. why you are living with them and just honestly take time to you know read god's word and also you know we've we've mentioned so many other times like finding a mentor and, yeah. and a mentor that is really truly um seeking after the lord and that can lead you in a, a good direction you know yeah, and, that's huge. Yeah, I, I I, don't want this, like you said, I'm glad you said that, but like, cause yeah. I really don't want this to sound condemning because I know we know so many people that are currently in this situation or mm-hmm. have been in this situation, mm-hmm. you know, and... And this isn't a condemnation or a judgment on them. No, it's just... But it is a good point to just, just step back and reflect and make sure you're making the right decisions, right? Yeah. Are you happy with the outcomes that these could produce? And are you? do you feel like you're honoring Christ? And if you don't, then I mean, hopefully that would change, that would produce some change. Right, right. Um, and I think too, just keep in mind that like, it's really hard. Like, so say you're in this situation currently living with someone right. and you're like, oh, wow. Like I didn't really thought about, like maybe, maybe it was just an easy choice for you. You right. hadn't given much thought to it. Right? right. But now you feel like mega conviction. Okay. <laughs> so don't let that conviction or that maybe even like shame or like guilt knowing that maybe you didn't make the right decision. Uh-huh. Don't let that be a force to drive you away from the church. Right. Or away from seeking a mentor because right. those things are going to help or to build like you. continue the behavior. Either. Yeah. Like don't let it just be like, well, you know, f- you know, doing it already. Right. So I'm I guess, right, you know, right, right. what else can I do? Right. Like don't accept that. Just like be – you know, know that like, hey, you could go to the church and you could ask for some help and say, hey, you know what? I know that this wasn't the right decision now and I really do want to honor Christ. Do you all know of anybody here who needs a roommate? Like, you know, that would be a great, that would be a great choice. Like there are options. So use this as something to uh, present you with new ways of thinking and um, allow that to create new opportunities for you to live in a way where you feel like you're honoring and respecting Christ. We all make mistakes. I, you For know, sure. I'm oh, certainly yeah. not above those, but no. in order to uh, prevent those mistakes from happening again or continuing, we need to make new decisions. Right. So this is an opportunity to make right. a new decision. And we want what God's best for you mm-hmm. is, and we want you to have a marriage that is honoring the Lord and a marriage that does beat the 50% of yeah marriages that end in divorce that's the whole reason why we're doing this is because we want to see couples succeed and we want to see couples have a marriage that demonstrates the love of jesus you know the love of god and his church you know and so yeah i mean overall that's that's kind of that's kind of why we're doing this and it's no no nothing about condemning you or right we're not like um, on our uh we don't get enjoyment out of, or anything. Yeah, yeah, knowing that we're right because yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. there's plenty of areas where we're, yeah. 
But we do. We want to re- you to reach out to, or if this is something you're considering or whatever, please reach out to someone in your church or a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. um, or even if you're in college, um, a college ministry yeah. uh, leader or what, or what, whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, if you can't, if you don't know anybody, reach out, you know, to us and mm-hmm. hopefully we can guide you in that uh, right decision. So Yeah, which is a good intro point to... You know, my little ADD track from earlier. Oh, yeah. But um, we've been really happy with the uh, amount of listens. Yeah. Everyone's Thank been getting you, us. Thank guys. you so much for joining us for the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's meant a lot. And we kind of started this without really knowing where it would go. And we're really excited about the amount of people who've been tuning in and the amount of, you know, just kind of, um, uh, you know, listenership that we've developed. So really excited about that. So as a result... We are in the process and we'll be soon releasing our new website. And with that mm-hmm. comes the... What? So with that comes a much easier way to connect with us um, via email. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, you can uh, share the website much easier. Um, Allie is going to be posts. writing some blog posts um, mm-hmm. and kind of breaking these down into a little bit easier to read online format. So we're, uh, you know, this is a big experiment for us. We are glad you're here and Mm -hmm. we are super thankful. And if you enjoy this experiment and you want to continue to see it grow, please share um, this with people that you know that might uh, benefit a lot from it. And, uh, you know, give us a follow on Instagram. Yeah. That'd be huge. So, yeah. You know, we're going to wrap it up and let you go. Yeah. We're we're way over on the minutes today. So, you know. Shout out Kathy. Chatty Cathy. Our bad guys. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you all. We hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas and a great new year. Yes. And fortunately, now it's back to... Back to that grind. Yeah. Rising grind. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go to bed soon. Yeah. So we can wake up and rise and grind. Yeah. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Bye.